The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. knows that when we eat well, we live well. When we live well, we have rich, vibrant lives. By focusing our eating on properly prepared, nutrient-dense whole foods, Kelly Hill teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be. Now here's your host, Kelly Hill. Welcome to Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Stress. We all have it. There's no getting away from it in today's world. But how do we manage it so we can take care of ourselves and our health? Last week, I gave everyone my three-legged stool theory regarding balance, that you have to focus not only on good nutrition, but movement and stress management. We ignore any one of these aspects of our lives, and our stool tips over. In other words, our bodies become out of balance. Now, I've studied stress management, and I've learned what works for me, but this concept of finding balance is greater than just my thoughts and theories. So I asked for some help from Dr. John Mason of the Stress Education Center. Now, look at me following my own advice. Ask for help when you need it, and here my stress is reduced. Yay! So... Dr. Mason is here with us today. He's an accomplished psychophysiologist who founded the Stress Education Center in 1977 to assist businesses and individuals seeking stress management education and tools to enhance their health, wellness, and productivity. He regularly speaks and consults for major businesses around the globe while maintaining a private practice as well. Dr. Mason's also the author of two popular books on managing stress. Guide to Stress Reduction, which I highly recommend, and Stress Passages, Surviving Life's Transitions Gracefully. Both are published by Celestial Arts in Berkeley, California. You can locate locate more information at destress.com, and that's just the letter D, S-T-R-E-S-S, destress.com. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Mason. Uh, Glad to be here. Oh, thank you so much. So we're hitting one leg of the stool today. Uh, we're kind of, this has ended up being a, a long series of information for people. Um, and most of us think of stress as something that happens when we feel too much pressure, like at work or when we lose emotional control. And, and I think we can identify that kind of stress. But is that really the only type of stress we have? You know, what's very interesting is, is that... W- we have stress from the moment we wake up in the morning to the probably even when we're asleep at night. And what I, I would love to make the point that we are more stressed now than ever before in human history. And the, it's like the whole evolutionary process of us being human and adapting and growing as human beings to the sophisticated people we are. Um, we can just see, look back just the last 30 years and realize how we are now inundated by things in our society that are creating stress that we may not even be conscious of. And I also want to say that if we are conscious of what is causing stress, that's half the battle to actually defeating it. But if I could make the point, since the 1980s, 
all the technology that has evolved, we've been caught up and sucked into that. We've been caught up with the, the trend towards um, pagers and cell phones and fax machines and instantaneous communication 24-7. We're caught up in a world where when you watch news on television, if you happen to watch television, you not only see the person who's the commentator, but you also have that thread of information that's at the bottom of the screen. You have all kinds of things going on, and all of that input is sort of is very harsh on your central nervous system and creates a certain level of stress and anxiety. We have to be aware of that. We have to learn to manage it. Since the 1980s, one of the strategies that we've had for keeping up with the pace of change and the pace of communication and stress is that now you see, since the 1980s, this just a huge development of espresso in coffee stands. They're everywhere. And the reason why they've done that is because people are trying to keep up with the pace of change. But as you know, caffeine isn't necessarily the answer. It's not a relaxing thing. It can be very stressful. And, um, it, it, you know, it, it is a, a, a distraction if it's done to excess. And some people are a lot more sensitive to the impacts of diet and nutrition, caffeine and sugar in our diet on our bodies and the way that uh, we manifest the levels of stress that we have today. So what are some of these unconscious stresses? What's happening in my world that I'm not even aware of? Well, we, we just look at the pace of change. I mean, there are, there's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of pressure. Um, I'll, I'll use an example. I, I'm old enough where I grew up in the 1950s, and I used to remember my parents coming home from work. When they came home from work, and they were home by 5.30 in the evening, which is, you know, that's almost unheard of in many places in this country. It's but pretty rare now. Yeah, it's pretty rare. They they used to be home and in the living room at 5.30, and in the 50s it was acceptable to sit there to have a cocktail and smoke a cigarette. And then they would debrief for about a half an hour. So that's how they coped with stress in the 1950s. Now, we've since discovered that smoking isn't good for us, and probably drinking is not healthy for most of us, uh, particularly drinking to excess. So the pace of change has accelerated, and there's pressures, there's traffic, there's congestion, there's expectations upon us, and we all think that that's normal. I mean, so many people say, oh, well, you know, it's, that's just life. And it is just life, but it's really building up uh, within us, and it can create all kinds of physical symptoms, physical and emotional symptoms, that we need to pay attention to so that we... Uh, we are living a, a, a healthy life, and we don't necessarily have um, the mistakes, the accidents, and the health concerns that come from um, not dealing with the stress in our lives. Makes sense. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing the health issues related to stress. Currently, we're talking to Dr. John Mason of the Stress Education Center. Connect with him at destress.com. Remember, you can hear the show anywhere by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. So is there any good stress? Can we have a good stress in our life? You know, that's a great question. I, I think everybody needs stress. It, it, it's a stimuli. It's a motivation. It can help us to focus. It can help us to accomplish things. Um, all stress is not bad. Stress is not bad. It's, it's when 
there's an overabundance of it uh, and we're overwhelmed or when we're, it sneaks up on us because we're not conscious and we're not aware of it. And if it sneaks up on us, then it can really take a toll. It can distract us, it can fatigue us, and it can create really distracting physical and emotional symptoms. Well, and I have to throw out, this is kind of a, a little bit of a sidebar, but I actually had a client that used to be a Tibetan monk at one point in his life. And it was amazing to hear, even for him, how much stress in, in that lifestyle, which you would think of as this uh, amazingly non-stress-oriented life. But even there, with with a, a lifestyle that was uh, primarily meditation and uh service to the earth, even still uh, felt horribly stressed and ended up with some some very serious digestive issues from the stress that he was dealing with. Well, you you bring up a very good point uh, that comes to mind for me. Not everybody responds the same way to stress. Not everybody's going to respond to the same situation in the same way to stress. And there are some people in our culture that are like stress immunes. They are people who can, you know, work 20 hours a day, only sleep four hours, and they seem to be healthy and fine. The rest of us try to measure up to that, and most of us cannot do that. We, as you suggested, we needed uh, we need exercise, we need relaxation, we need a proper diet, we need to rest and recover. Most most of us are like that. Some of us, our sensitivities are different. So, does it matter what type of stress we're dealing with when it comes to our health? Again, you know, that's a very individualized. Uh, question. Um, you know, I have, I, I've worked with a variety of people, and there was one guy who came to me, and he was in his 70s, and uh, when you talk about lifestyles of stress, I mean, he was, he had a, a very uh, sedentary lifestyle, very quiet lifestyle, very much routine. It didn't look like he had any stress at all, you know, to speak of in his life, and yet he, he was referred by his physician to come in because he had stress-related symptoms. The one thing that he did have to do is he had to move, and he had been living in this one house for, I don't know, 25 or 30 years, and just that small change, which maybe for him was very, very large, was enough to cause physical and emotional symptoms of stress. So, you know, everybody, you know, what causes stress for people is going to be different from person to person, and the way we respond and react is all very unique to us as an individual. So what are you said you said he had symptoms of stress. So what types of things? I mean, most of us know a few. We all have something, you know, neck tension or something, but but what what are some of the the general symptoms that we can interpret uh from stress? Well, maybe I should, you know, start that conversation out by saying, you know, there are many systems in our body that can respond uh to stressful stimuli. We have this uh thing that we're born with, and it's in our genetic code called the flight-fight response. It prepares us to survive in a life-or-death situation, and it prepares us to fight or flee if we have to, to save our lives. This flight-fight response, part for each individual, we have a habituated way of holding on to parts or all of that stress response. 
So the systems that are, are um, affected, for example, would be things like um, our heart rate would increase, our breathing, we're either holding our breath or breathing in a rapid, shallow way. For some of us, our blood pressure goes up. Uh, definitely there's tension in muscles because we're preparing to fight or flee. Uh, we may find that circulation patterns, uh, blood flow, circulation changes. Like when we're under stress, we may have cold hands or feet, or we may have an upset stomach because there's a re- reduction in the digestive process and a reduction of blood flow into the digestive organs. Um, we can also have emotional responses, like we'll, we'll be very much aware and we, we can actually take in more stimuli, more sounds and more light, but we don't necessarily think and process information as well. And for some people, their immune systems can be changed when we're in this flight-fight response. So the symptoms that we have can range anywhere from fatigue, tiredness, headache, neck pain, back pain, to high blood pressure, anxiety, digestive disorders, immune system dysfunction, um, and the emotional responses, anywhere from panic and anxiety to depression. Um, there's, you know, there's just a range of physical and emotional symptoms that can be uh, related to a way an individual habitually holds their stress. Wow. Okay. We've been discussing uh, what happens in our bodies when we experience stress with Dr. John Mason of the Stress Education Center. You can get more information at destress.com, including self-guided exercises, online courses, articles, resources, and of course, his outstanding book, Guide to Stress Reduction. Feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Facebook at The Right Plan or email me at eatwelltolivewell at The Right Plan. Don't forget that you can catch this show at your convenience by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listening on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, where you can also become a member and receive similar nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. We'll be right back to continue this discussion about stress. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health & Wellness. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way. The Kelly Hill Way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. 
And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Better than an apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition online membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier, saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits, and with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. If you have a question for Kelly, you can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now let's get back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we've been talking about stress with Dr. John Mason of the Stress Education Center. You can find all his information at destress.com. We just finished talking about what happens in our bodies when we experience stress. And I know this is a huge question, but what's the correlation between stress and disease or illness in our body? Well, you know, like... Every individual is going to hold stress in one or more systems in their body. And those are the systems that um, are responsive to the flight-fight response, that survival mechanism. So, for example, if we're the type of person who, when we hear a loud sound or when we start, our mind starts worrying about a, a presentation or speech that we might be giving, we may find that our musculature tightens up and our shoulders get tight, our back gets tight, our jaw gets tight. And so the symptoms that might develop might be anything from uh, a tight jaw to bruxism when we're grinding our teeth at night, to tension headaches, to neck pain and back pain. And, you know, the list goes on. Well, we also see that for some people, the way they respond to stress is that their immune system changes. And their immune system is how we normally fight off infection or disease. For some people who have been in chronic stress for long periods of time, some people find that there is a weakening of their immune system. In other words, it's less effective. That may open us up to being susceptible to colds, flus, infections, even something as severe as cancer. But interesting to note, the opposite can also happen. For some people, their immune systems become hypervigilant as a response to stress, and then the immune system goes haywire and starts attacking healthy tissue. In the case of allergies uh, or autoimmune diseases like lupus or scleroderma or rheumatoid arthritis, and 
for some people, there is that emotional stress-related component that will cause the immune system to dysfunction in those ways. Also, you know, I'm sorry, did you have a question? No, go go ahead. And I was going to say, you know, there are abdominal issues, and the uh, digestion, for example, is affected by stress. Sometimes we'll find uh, that if we're holding stress um, in our circulatory system or in our digestive system, there is a reduced blood flow to our digestive organs. So we don't necessarily absorb nutrients as well. Or we may find um, that we have a reduction of blood flow to the mucus linings of our upper GI tract, and we start our own digestive juices start burning holes in our stomach or upper intestine, and that's called a peptic ulcer, you know, one one of those types of diseases. It can happen because that's how the body responds to stress, with a vasoconstriction of blood flow into the digestive organs, because that would be a low priority for us to survive in a life-or-death situation. And if we're habitually holding stress in that system, it can impact us nutritionally, digestively. And for some people, a matter of fact, 70% of men and women who have sexual dysfunction problems, that's one of the, the, the links to how stress and anxiety can affect those dysfunctions. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what about, like, chronic stress? Can it cause a depletion of, of vitamins and minerals in our body then? Well, you know, that's a great question. Um, some of the, uh, the vitamins that we have are water-soluble vitamins. Uh, you know, you probably know more about this than I do, like the B vitamins. And I think that we do use those up when we're under stress. So if we're not getting in enough of those or being able to absorb them from the, uh, the nutrients that we're eating, sometimes those can be depleted. Um, again, you know, when you're under stress, sometimes we're just not absorbing things and um, uh, correctly, and so we're going to find that there might be everything from trace minerals to um, even just simple nutrition, you know, just simple carbohydrates and protein uptakes that, that might become an issue. Um, and I'm, I'm, I must say that I'm not an expert on diet and nutrition like you are, but I do know that the digestive system can be impacted and will have a long, can have a long-term effect for people who hold stress in that system. Well, one of the areas that I see frequently is when people feel stress, they're drawn to poor nutritional choices, often in order to seek comfort because it's a comfort food. And I've said before, Ben and Jerry are not good counselors, but how does stress play that role in, in nutrition? I, if, if I start down that path, it feels to me like when I see people do that, uh, it's a domino effect and one problem just leads to another to another. Is that true from your perspective? You know, again, every individual is, is, is different and unique, and there are some people psychologically, emotionally, who, who have comfort foods that they can remember back from when they were children that were commonplace in their home when life was simpler and they may have had the love and support of a family. Now, not every family is like that, but, you know, maybe somebody likes uh, the smell of bread baking or pies being made, and they might be drawn to, you know, high-carbohydrate foods um, <clears throat> or, you know, the the types of things that for some people, are not, are not necessarily ideal for uh, their situation in life at this point. Um, and so, you know, people are drawn to things that may not be uh, good for them. They're, 
we if we feel low in energy, maybe we want to get a quick burst of energy. We'll have something with uh, with sugar in it, or with caffeine in it, or chocolate, or whatever. And you know, in in moderation, in in very low moderation, I should say. You know, some of these things might be okay to a point, but I think that lots of people get desperate and anxious. And it causes them to overeat or um, to uh, be drawn to eating too much of a, of a food that may not be ideal for them in the long run. And it's an unconscious process. So that's mm-hmm. why if we're aware of the stress in our bodies and our lives, and as you suggested, we take care of ourselves with, uh, in those three ways by eating the right foods and getting exercise and practicing some sort of awareness and stress management strategies, you have a better chance of having a better balance in your life and maybe not letting the anxiety and the stress uh, create that situation where you're on a, on a, on a, on a runaway horse, for example. Well, and it is all about balance. That's what we're shooting for in life. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing the health impact of stress with Dr. John Mason, author of Guide to Stress Reduction. If you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Of course, you can learn more about all things related to stress education by visiting the website, destress.com. So... I, I have to, of course, because I look at all of life through uh, the lens of nutrition, and you mentioned a couple foods that I would say probably do the food themselves stress our bodies with uh, caffeine and sugar. Uh, do you Have you seen in your practice other foods that stress our bodies? You know... It, it, it's pretty interesting. I, I, I think in the last 30 years, there's a lot more awareness about what, you know, how certain foods can impact you. I mean, I know that there are a lot of people who uh, who have discovered that eating wheat products, for example, is something that is, it irritates their system or it's not ideal for their digestion and it will impact them. Um, and yet, because of the cultural bias and the cultural habituation of certain things, um, it's difficult for us to stay away from, say, wheat products if, if maybe we don't have a tolerance for them. And I'm not sh- I'm not sure whether whether this is completely true, but I do think that some people do develop uh, sensitivities to food or even allergies to food as we go through life, and it may be uh, a result to chronic stress, the impact of chronic stress. I'm not sure whether we're born with, uh, like, say, for example, uh, an intolerance to dairy products. Uh, many people are, but uh, sometimes sometimes I, I wouldn't be surprised if they develop. Um, at, during stages of life, maybe adolescence or as we're aging or whatever, um, because they might be, we might really be borderline and they may be difficult to digest or we may be slightly sensitive to them and it would increase our sensitivity to them when we've had chronic stress for years and years. Well, and I remember many years ago when I was studying uh, uh, an advanced degree, there was, I think it was called the Coco pulse test, and, and unfortunately, I'm doing this without looking at any notes or anything. And and they actually talked about how to find individual that when we ate foods that caused any stress in our body, that our pulse would actually increase, and we could begin to become more aware of foods that potentially bother us 
for whatever reason, whether it's, uh, you know, psychological, emotional, physical, you know, that there's really a huge range there. And I wonder, I, I think that that sounds like that is almost something I need to find out uh, and go back and research and throw out there for people as a, an option to help them become more aware. How do you suggest people become more aware and, and begin to identify their stressors? Well, um, yeah, that's that's a good question. You know, you, when you talk about substances and increased heart rate, if if they're presented with a small amount of that nutrient or whatever, yeah, I think there probably are. And, and I'm not an expert on that, but there's probably lots of testing that can go on anywhere from you know going to a, an allergy specialist to somebody who who t- tests you with applied kinesiology to pulse rate tests, all kinds of tests to see if you are allergic to them. But by and large, you know, I, I think that um, one of the best ways for an individual to know about what is causing stress in their life is to practice stress management long enough, and it does take time and it does take some practice, where they can actually learn what ground zero on stress is for them, where they are completely relaxed and comfortable. And then from that position, they're going to be a lot more sensitive when things are introduced into their environment and how they're going to react to them. Like there's so much background noise and so much stress and so many stimuli in our environment, sometimes it all is just becomes like a, like a background noise, like static, and we don't pay attention. But if we can get completely relaxed, I think we're better able to know when people or situations or circumstances or even food might be creating some sort of uh, stress or anxiety for us. Well, identifying stress and stress man- uh, managing that stress is such an important topic when it comes to our overall health. And we're hearing it today from Dr. John Mason of the Stress Education Center. Learn more at destress.com where you can pick up his fabulous book or individual audio programs, read his blog and articles, or just check out the resources. Don't forget to enter to win this month's exciting giveaway. Sign up to win at the rightnutritionplan.com. Just look for the quick link to giveaways on the right-hand side. We'll be back to continue with the fascinating topic of stress. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health & Wellness. Here is your opportunity to create a vibrant new you. Join international radio talk show host Kelly Hill and women's natural health coach Michelle Greenman at the Vibrant New You Retreat. This retreat will empower you to make the changes you've been searching for and help lay in the foundation for living the life you want to live, the Vibrant You. Located at the beautiful Ashland Springs Resort in Ashland, Oregon, this retreat will help you create a vibrant life by first constructing your perfect plan and setting your vision and creating accountability for yourself. Kelly and Michelle will help you conquer negative self-talk, find positive motivation, and teach you how to create more vibrancy in your life. The Lithia Ashland Springs Resort offers its guests free breakfast each morning, natural mineral waters with soaking tubs, and so much more. For more information about the Vibrant New You Retreat, visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat. This wonderful opportunity is only offered to a limited number of people. So visit therightnutritionplan.com slash retreat to reserve your seat today. Not only can you learn about new and fascinating nutritional products at therightnutritionplan.com, but you can win them too. 
Every month, The Right Plan features a nutritional or innovative product, like the ECO Lunchbox, pumpkin seed butter and pumpkin protein powder, fudge sauce from Wax Orchards, Zorba's handcrafted raw chocolates, coconut oil, and so much more. And every month, one lucky visitor will win the product to try themselves. It's easy to enter. Just visit therightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. After you've entered the giveaway, check out some of Kelly's delicious recipes that not only will please your taste buds, but your waistline and health as well. At therightnutritionplan.com, you'll learn more about all the wonderful nutritious options that are available to you and your family. Remember, everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose in the right plan. Rightnutritionplan.com slash giveaway. Better than an apple a day? An online membership to the right plan. With an on-the-go lifestyle, it can be hard to make our nutrition a priority. Kelly Hill was there. That's why the Right Plan Nutrition Online Membership was formed. Over the years, Kelly's worked on solutions that can make health and nutrition decisions easier, saving time and money. Find hundreds of fun, fast, exciting, healthy recipes for the family that everyone will love. A new recipe with video tutorial each month so you fully understand how to make what are sure to become your family's favorite foods. Great research on biased articles on nutrition, encouragement through the success stories of others, weekly support emails to help you continue reaching your goals, and so much more. Membership has its benefits, and with the Right Play Nutrition Online membership, the benefit is more time to spend with a healthier you and healthier family. Become a member today at therightnutritionplan.com slash membership. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and right plan. RightNutritionPlan.com. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. Have a question for Kelly? You can email her at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Now back to Kelly Hill. Welcome back as we continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. We continue our discussion about stress management with Dr. John Mason, author of Guide to Stress Reduction and founder of the Stress Education Center. Find more information at destress.com. So we were ta- before the break, we were talking about how we identify our stressors. And I, I want to make sure that we cover the other, the third leg, if you will, of the stool that I've been talking about when it... When it comes to physical exercise, activity, movement, is that a good stress for our body? Um, you know, exercise is important on so many different levels. Um, and just from the perspective of managing stress, um, there are physical movements, exercises, and activities that can help to reduce the stress that we're holding in our body. And particularly, this would be true for people who hold on to stress in their skeletal and muscular system. They're the type of people who get uptight or are holding on to muscle tension. And I think that if they uh, are engaged in some sort of activity, and hopefully it's, it's not one that's going to be so jarring and intense that it actually pulls muscles or hurts certain joints, but things like walking or swimming or bicycling or um, perhaps jogging gently or, or um, doing a lot of those type of activities, we can actually engage those muscles, fatigue those muscles, you know, work them in a way that can help us to relax those muscles, and so we don't carry around as much stress. Now, 
Additionally, you're getting benefits because your heart and lungs and circulation are going to improve if we get activity. We're going to be burning calories and maybe reducing, um, the, you know, our body mass, our weight. Um, there's a lot of very positive benefits from getting regular exercise. The only thing that I counsel people in is that they that they do this um, gently, that they do this in respect to what their bodies can handle. And if they're going to take on an exercise program, they get they don't go out and expect that they can run five miles the first day. I mean, you really need to be gentle. You need to get your doctor's approval. You have to work your way up to levels of, um, say, for example, 30 minutes of exercise five times a week. You know, I mean, if you're going to be doing something like that, I, I think that you should uh, be gentle and not overdo it because if you get sore or you damage yourself, you're going to stop and then you're, you're not going to get the activity that you need. So we, it's good to have coaching or at least a common sense approach if you're going to take something like that on. Um, and also, it's not just skeletal muscle tension that they're reducing. I mean, obviously, if you're holding stress um, in your circulatory system or your, your heart is, is, has a tendency to, to beat rapidly, when you do go out and get physical exercise, you're going to strengthen these systems and hopefully reduce some of the stress that's held in some of these other, as they say, sympathetic nervous system um, organs and, and systems. So... Um, I think physical exercise is something that everybody should engage in, and we just within the limitations of how to get started and how to do that without hurting yourself. I think it's I think it's a thing that we really have to have in our lives. Well, perfect. Next week we're going to cover that a little more. Uh, what about laughter? I, I've read and heard about how laughter is this uh, great stress reliever. Is that true? You know, I am, I'm not an expert on that, but I do believe that that is true. Um, I believe that if you have a sense of humor and you can look at even difficult situations um, and, and find, find what you need to learn from them and then enjoy them as best you can, um, and hopefully, you know, a lot of people, um, they deal with their stress by making jokes. I'm sure that, you know, the people that are listening know of someone or a situation where even in the most tense situations, somebody is either laughing hysterically, uh, and that might be a stress reliever, or somebody else is making really off-color jokes. We call it gallows humor. And that's a way of breaking some of the tension. And, you know, people will laugh. And, you know, maybe it's a way of uh, getting their breathing and respiration changed. Maybe it's a way of releasing muscle tension. Maybe it's just a way of uh, changing the facial features and the facial tension that we might be holding. But it's a, it, it can be used uh, as stress management. Now, I've also heard of people doing, like, some sort of yogic practice where they just do laugh, laughter or laugh therapy or something like that. They make claims that it's very good for stress management and health. I, don't, I mean, I, I would assume it could be, but I don't know that as a fact. Well, I guess when I'm doing my wee dancing and laughing because I look like an idiot, um, I, I'm getting the best of all worlds. I, I can just picture that. It would be, <laughs> be very enjoyable for almost anybody. Yeah, it, uh, it cracks up the rest of my household, too. Uh, so is there a difference between coping with stress and managing stress? You know, that that's, that is a good question, and I, and I, uh, I, I 
think I can address that. I think coping with stress is, is just sort of putting up with um, what you, you have. And I think that that can be an attitude thing. It can be a, a person who has support um, in their life and maybe people to talk to. They can cope with some of the stress better. The actual practice of a stress management uh, program involves, I think, something more. It means taking a little time, making, uh, putting a little bit of effort into really identifying which systems within your body tend to hold on to stress or tension and learning how to not only be aware of it, but to release that level of tension uh, from those various systems. And I, uh, you will probably be talking more about stress management as this lecture goes on, as this talk goes on, but um, st the practice of stress management does take time and effort, and with mastery, it's kind of like um, uh, a brand new skill that you're learning, and it's like riding a bicycle. It takes a while, you're not very good at it in the beginning, then you get okay, and then if, for example, you put it away and you don't use it for 10 years, when you get back on a bike or get back into stress management at some future point, you're probably going to find that you can adapt to it and re re remember it and, you know, kind of like muscle memory, go back to it um, more easily if you've spent the time initially to really master it. Your body will never forget that skill. If you're just joining us today on Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill, we're discussing managing our stress with the Stress Education Center's Dr. John Mason. Connect with him at destress.com. Remember, you can hear the show anywhere by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. So let's get right to some of your preferred techniques for stress management. What do you recommend people start doing? Well, you know, and again, every individual is different. And one of the reasons why I wrote the first book, The Guide to Stress Reduction, which is basically a cookbook on how to do stress management strategies. It's sort of like word-for-word recipes for relaxation. The reason why there are so many is because each one of us holds stress differently. Each one of us may prefer or learn how to let go of it in our own individual and unique way. But almost all of the stress management strategies uh, start by breathing. And I, I'm talking about learning about slow, diaphragmatic breathing, um, because so many people are just breathing with muscles of their back or high chest, and slow diaphragmatic breathing can be a one really powerful tool and skill that can be useful so that we don't find ourselves locking up um, our diaphragm and stressing out at that level in that system. So breathing is at the core of all strategies, but I like to teach people, starting if they're from North American culture, I like to start teaching the Western techniques for stress management, things like autogenic training or progressive relaxation or the use of um, uh, um, biofeedback techniques, things like that. There's also the Eastern techniques, the yogic exercises, meditation exercises for the mind and body. You know, there's just a variety of ways that we can go about doing that. Um, when I was first studying this in 1977, I found autogenic training, which was uh, an exercise that came out of Germany in the 1930s. It's a very powerful uh, technique. That's the one that I tend to use on a regular basis. When I'm working with my clients, I tend to introduce that to them early on in the process because many find it useful. Well, can you explain that a little bit to us? 
Absolutely. Um, in autogenic training, um, like all of the stress management strategies, they're all going to get you to the same place. It's just a different, slightly different vehicle to do that. In autogenic training, you're using your mind and you're repeating certain phrases which are commands for relaxation. And you repeat them to yourselves until your body actually begins to manifest them or you can feel them. You would use things like, my right arm is heavy. And you repeat that several times as you breathe slowly, and it's, it's, it's a reminder that you want to relax all the skeletal muscles in your shoulder, in your arm, all the way down into your hands and your fingers. Then you would, in autogenic training, you'd go to your left arm, your right leg, your left leg, your neck and shoulders, and then the next phrase has to do with uh, circulation, blood flow where you imagine that the blood vessels dilate, they open completely, and you say to yourself, my right arm is warm. And some people will feel warmth or a pulse in their fingers, hips, but it, t- it takes a little practice, but you can actually learn to go exactly opposite stress and get the body into a state where it's physiologically in deep relaxation. So you repeat, my right arm is warm, my left arm is warm, right leg, left leg, neck and shoulders are warm. And then there's several other phrases like, my heartbeat is calm and regular, my breathing is calm and regular, my stomach region is warm and calm, and my forehead is cool and smooth, which is to relax the skeletal muscles of the head and face. Well, this sounds like something people could do pretty much anywhere they are. They, they wouldn't have to necessarily be in their home. Uh, they could be at work or uh, on the go, uh, like not on the, like driving, but say at a hotel or something like that. Absolutely. It's a very portable technique. And once you've mastered it, it only takes basically a minute or two for your body to go into a, a state of uh, profound relaxation. It can help you to get to sleep at night. So the sleep you get is deeper and more restful. It could help you um, uh, if you were going into the dentist, for example, and you have dental phobia. Uh, It can help you to relax before you go in for a dental procedure or even a teeth cleaning. Um, It's it's a kind of technique that you can use, and I think that your your caution was very good. You don't want to close your eyes and meditate while you're driving. Um, (laughs) It's probably not a good time to do that, but still, when a person is driving and in a commute situation, there are techniques that they can use to relax their jaw, their neck and shoulders, to focus on their breathing, where they can still be very aware and not necessarily so relaxed and comfortable that they might forget to, you know, stay straight or stay in their lane or stop the car. You know, it's not good to do that while you're actually operating the vehicle. No, no accidents because of this show. Let's not have that. We have to take a short break. We've been talking with Dr. John Mason, author of Guide to Stress Reduction, which we've just found out is uh, basically a cookbook for stress management. You can find more information at the Stress Education Center's website, destress.com. Catch this entire show as well as past episodes by downloading the free MP3 from iTunes or listening on my website, therightnutritionplan.com, or become a member at therightnutritionplan.com to receive nutrition coaching through weekly cooking videos, recipes, articles, forums, as well as Q&A support. We'll be right back to find out how to put all this information together in our own lives. You're listening to Eat Well to Live Well with me, your host, Kelly Hill. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Cleanse and detoxify your body. 28 Days to Better Health. Using nutrient-dense whole foods is the hot new book written by Kelly Hill. 
We're inundated daily with toxic compounds in our food, water, air, even our own metabolic process. In this new book, Kelly leads us on that 28-day journey to better health using real, natural food. Experience with over 60 recipes to choose from. This is a cleanse that won't leave you bored. And while your taste buds are happy, you'll benefit from increased energy levels, an improved digestive system, a decrease in food sensitivities and cravings, minimizing aches, pains, and allergies. Begin your 28-day journey to better health and nutrition today by ordering your copy of Cleanse and Detoxify Your Body at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Everything has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Rightplannutrition.com slash book. Want energy all day? Ready to lose fat without feeling deprived? Tired of complicated weight loss programs? Wish there was a way to lose weight without processed and unnatural food? It's time to jumpstart your metabolism in a healthy way, the Kelly Hill way. This easy-to-follow two-week fat loss program has a 100% success rate to date. It creates and maintains overall health while reducing fat. You'll have more energy, think clearer, feel better, and have lost fat. All while following the two-week menu plan of simple recipes that use real, natural food and include healthy tips for every meal. The two-week fat loss program is a clear, easy-to-follow plan that will help anyone get back on the road to optimal health. Order the Right Plan Nutritional Counseling two-week fat loss program today at therightnutritionplan.com slash book. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're tuned in to Eat Well to Live Well with your host, Kelly Hill. You can connect with the show by emailing Kelly at eatwelltolivewell at therightnutritionplan.com. Follow Kelly on Twitter at The Right Plan. Now back to Kelly Hill. Continue at Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. I'm your host, Kelly Hill. Today we've been talking about stress management and why it's so important to our health. Next week we'll continue our discussion about balance when we consider the third leg of our imaginary stool with Christy Cooper of Pilates Anytime. We'll find out how movement is important to our health and what movements you can add into your daily lives no matter how busy you are. Now, let's get back to stress ma- the stress management leg of this imaginary stool with Dr. John Mason of the Stress Education Center. So, how can people create their own stress management program? You know, th- that's a great question. And, and sometimes it, uh, it, it's something that you can do totally on your own. Like, for example, pick up the book Guide to Stress Reduction or download one of the relaxations and, and practice with that. Sometimes it requires a little bit more coaching or support. Maybe there is a life coach or a, a, a counselor or a biofeedback therapist that you can work with that will help you to pinpoint where you're holding stress and help you to also understand when you're really learning to let go, when you're really having a strategy that's working for you. Sometimes you, you really are guessing, and it's a subjective feeling. Sometimes working with a professional can be helpful. But I want to make one point. Taking time to do stress management can actually save you time and energy in the long run. Because so many people, are, I know, this time of year, they're saying things like, I can't take on one more thing. But there are there is research that indicates that 20 minutes of deep relaxation can save you as much as two hours of time. You need less sleep. You can be more productive. You can be better focused. You can get more done in less time by actually practicing your stress management. 
And each one of us is going to find uh, our own individual and unique way of to do this stress management program. It may be the breathing techniques. It may be uh, incorporating also, besides stress management, um, uh, at a mental level. It also might be a physical activity level of walking or running or jogging or cycling or swimming. And it might, of course, eating correctly can help us manage our stress. It's the full package of balance. And we're going to find out step by step what works. Now, the Guide to Stress Reduction has so many recipes because not everybody's going to respond to the same technique. Not everybody's going to like meditation or a progressive relaxation or even that autogenic exercise that I was teaching. So you need to experiment and try each one several times until you find the ones that you're most comfortable with. And if you get bored with that, then you can pick another one. You don't have to feel like you just need to give up. It may take some trial and error, and it will be a process of learning what works for you as an individual and what is effective for your body. I think that's a great point because I know when I first started studying stress management, I, I, ha- I took a class and there were a lot of us working through it and we did a, a number of different techniques over a, a long period of time. And I was surprised how many techniques just flat didn't work for my body. But boy, when I found the ones that did, uh, they were amazing. Uh, so I think it's a great idea to, to offer, as you said, the cookbook for stress management so people can try a variety of things. Yeah, I, I, when I was first got into into the business, there were people that were pushing one particular style of relaxation, and they can be very good, but they're not necessarily good for everyone. And we each individual needs to find what works for themselves. And uh, you know, I just challenge your listeners to you know to do that and uh, take good care of yourself. You're worth the effort, and it will save you time and energy in the long run if you do start to incorporate some of these great preventive techniques into your life. Okay, so if people are going to make just one change today, what would you recommend? Well, stress management-wise, I would say just take a deep breath, pause, relax your jaw, relax your shoulders, perhaps close your eyes and just be quiet, and maybe take a series of three or four slow, deep breaths. You know, just find some peace from that. We don't always have to be frenetic. We don't always have to have that expectation that we have to keep moving at all costs at a high rate, uh, at a a high rate of speed. If we can just slow down and stop, even if it's just for one minute, several times a day, and kind of take an inventory of where we're tight or tense and start to let go or release some of that muscular tension, just slow ourselves down. That's a great idea. And in fact, I am almost positive that I have a just a general deep breathing technique on, in a video form on my website on the quick links uh, under balance that we've used before. So I'll make sure that that's there because uh, just taking those few minutes, I, I'm hoping that listeners did what I did as you were talking. I took some deep breaths myself and oh my gosh, it's amazing how fast that just relaxes your whole body. Yeah, even your tone of voice seemed to to, to be, sound more, you're more relaxed or comfortable. Isn't that funny? It's, it's such a simple technique, and yet we so quickly and easily forget it. Well, and we can habituate it, just like we habituate holding on to tension. We can habituate, you know, moving our neck and shoulders, relaxing our jaw, and taking that breath on a regular basis to prevent the stuff from building through the day. 
That's a fabulous, fabulous piece of information. So uh, your big lessons today is you're going to make sure you're taking the time. 20 minutes of stress management, you get two extra hours a day. I, I mean, who doesn't want two extra hours a day? So we want to make sure you do that. You're going to do those deep breathing exercises. These are the things that are going to help you keep that that other leg of the stool, the one that's not necessarily nutrition-oriented, but that is about stress management. And we, we've been educated today about the importance of stress management in order to maintain our optimal health. And we've gotten some starting tools here with the help of Dr. John Mason, founder of the Stress Education Center. Again, you can get more information at destress.com where you can read his blogs and articles, find great resources like audio programs, and of course, the fantastic cookbook for stress management, his book, Guide to Stress Reduction. Thank you for helping us better understand the importance of stress management and how to add this very important health piece into our lives. Thanks for having me, and please, uh, I hope all the listeners just take time, take care of yourselves, and uh, really be good. Awareness is half the battle. There we go, and we're going to do that. We're all going to commit to that. Remember, you can receive similar nutrition tips each week for free by signing up the rightnutritionplan.com. I want to thank Dr. John Mason one more time at Stress Education Center. Be sure to visit the website, destress.com. Also, don't forget to enter this month's exciting giveaway. Sign up to win at therightnutritionplan.com. Just look for the quick link to giveaways on the right-hand side. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, download the free MP3 at iTunes or listen on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. I will guarantee to get that video of deep breathing exercises up on my website, therightnutritionplan.com. Quick links on the right-hand side. Of course, once again, don't forget to get all your... Uh, stress education information at destress.com. Next week, we'll have Christy Cooper from Pilates Anytime here to teach us how to add movement into our lives so we can find balance and keep our stool completely upright. Remember, when you eat well, you live well. So join me every Monday at 2 p.m. for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. See you next week. Thank you for being a part of our show today. Live Well to Eat Well with Kelly Hill. You can listen to the program live every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Everything you eat has a purpose and a plan. Make it your purpose and the right plan. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.